Hello, and welcome to the Beyond Borders podcast, the podcast that explores topics related to international trade. This podcast is brought to you by Buckland. For over 70 years, Buckland has been working to help companies across the world experience global trade in a better way. As a customer-focused company, we provide you with a single source of unmatched customs brokerage, trade-managed solutions, freight forwarding, trade technologies, and warehousing and distribution services. I'm your host, Jenny Kaus, Marketing and Communications Specialist at Buckland, and today I am speaking with our guest, Chris Borganis. Chris is a supervisor for classification in our Compliance Services Office in Southfield, Michigan, and has been with Buckland for three years. Chris is a licensed customs broker and holds his Certified Customs Specialist designation. Chris focuses on classification and specializes in OEM automotive aftermarket machinery and testing apparatuses. Welcome to the podcast for the fourth time, Chris. Thanks, Jenny. It's, it's always fun to come back. And I see those numbers are climbing up on us. Yeah, I'm glad to uh, have you back again because our conversations are always so great and I always learn so much and I know that our listeners do too. Chris, I'm... Um, You're joining me today to talk about HTS updates. On previous episodes of the Beyond Borders podcast, we've discussed the harmonized system and classification, and I would recommend checking out those podcasts if our listeners find that this is a topic of interest to you. So HS, as it's called in Canada, or HTS, as it's called in the US, is that correct, Chris? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. That refers to the harmonized system or the harmonized tariff system, which refer to the same thing in the respective countries. This is the numbering system to classify items being imported or exported that identifies them for tariff and statistical purposes. This list of codes is updated quite regularly, and this updating process is what we're going to be discussing today. We will discuss how often these updates happen, the different types of changes that can occur, and how to best prepare yourself and your business. Chris, I understand that this is a very timely conversation that we're having as these updates happen at the beginning of the year and this podcast is released on January the 2nd, which is right at the start of our new year. Yeah, Jenny, that's, that's absolutely correct. Uh, the largest updates to the HTS codes or HS codes is, is almost always right at the beginning of the year. Uh, so while we see updates at other points throughout the year, uh, typically, as an example, there's one in early July uh, and smaller ones at other points throughout the year. This this one coming up at the beginning of the new year is, is almost always the largest that we see. Okay. And this is so important for people because this, this changes, you know, the tariff and that changes what they would be paying in terms of duties. So this is something that people yeah. definitely want to be aware of. Are these changes that occur usually you know, big changes, like numbers really changed, or are they more small? Like how drastic are we talking? So it, it depends on the release. Um, it, the changes can be minor with, with mineral, minimal impacts, 
Um, you know, there's times where we see practically no changes or there's times that we see uh, just a couple, you know, a few HTS codes. Uh, they would change from meaning one number to meaning another without any difference in what their interpretation of what they cover. Uh, but at times we see very large changes that can sweep across, you know, hundreds of tariffs and that can bring in new codes and new things that require, you know, new detail on the importer's part. Okay. So what types of changes are there? Yeah, that's a good question. So typically, you know, we see three types of changes that that the HS codes could change. Uh, So one, which is the most simple, which is kind of what I was talking about earlier, is a one-to-one change. Uh, So this would be a case where a specific code is expiring or it's being phased out, and a new code is generated that has a different number, so a different 10-digit HS number, but that new HS number falls under the exact same criteria. So as an example, you know, your your HS code... um, could be, you know, for an AC unit, it, there's no new rules on an AC unit, but uh, there's a new number that is being enacted for that unit. Um, so that's the one-to-one changes. The next, which is slightly more complicated, would be the one or the many two-one changes. So this happens sometimes where there is a new single code that that replaces the criteria of three or two pre-existing codes, which are no longer active. So in this case, uh, if there were two different types of AC units that are now covered under one new HS code, but the criteria of those two different types didn't change, this would be a many-to-one code. Uh, The next main group would be one-to-many, and this is where a lot of the the difficulties come in. Um, So this would be when there is one code that with the update could now be represented by many codes. We saw an example of this in the U.S. in the July 1st update. And so this example was the code 8517-62-0050, which was phased out. So, so that previously existing code was phased out, and it was replaced with two options. So the options were 8517 62 0020 or 8517-62-0090. And essentially, they took one catch-all provision and they split it into two. Uh, So in this specific case, uh, there was a a separate section for um, voice transmission switching and routing apparatuses, so it would have been routers for the most part. Uh, And then there was still the other catch-all item. So it's when you see these new informational breakouts that there really is you know, it's the hardest part to determine how the changes are going to affect clients. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I can see how when, say, technology changes and, you know, new devices come out that never existed before and, you know, you have a lot of these different types of them, how you would need to address that through perhaps some new codes, uh, through some updates, and then as well as other things become less relevant and show up less, you could probably be condensing those codes a little bit. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's exactly accurate. And it's also difficult too, because sometimes, you know, if you're looking at it from an importer standpoint in a one-to-many, you may have hundreds or thousands of items that you're currently using a single HS code for, 
And now you need to, you know, specify which of them meet this new criteria and which of them don't. Uh, so we saw another one recently, and I believe this was last year. Uh, we saw there was a new statistical breakout for extension cords as opposed to cables. Um, so companies had to go through and kind of break out which of their cables were extension cords and which of them were not. Oh, and wow. while you can kind of look at, you know, you can look at your, your parts and kind of easily determine if something's an extension cord or if something's a cable, you don't, you don't necessarily know in advance. Um, you don't necessarily have, oh, this one's an extension cord and this one's not in advance. So you have to go through and individually look at each item which is where this really becomes a problem uh, for importers each year because typically, you know, for the U.S., the tariff is released earlier in the year when it immediately goes effective. So you get this information, let's say, in the morning on the 2nd, and all of a sudden you need it for live imports. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, that happens um, pretty quick. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So- I understand at the beginning of this podcast when we mentioned that there was HS and HTS and we were talking about, you know, one being Canadian and one being in the US. Um, I'm, I'm kind of wondering, are these updates handled the same in Canada and the United States? I understand. I mean, um, Chris is in Southfield, Michigan, and he's joining me by phone today. So, you know, here I sit in Canada and here you sit in the United States. And I'm curious as to if, if these updates are handled differently in Canada and the United States. Yeah, so they definitely are. Um, in general, uh, maybe I'm betraying my own country here, but Canada hand, handles it much more proactively. Uh, and so they give importers a little bit more time to process that information. In oh, okay. the U.S. handles it much more, you know, last minute. Uh, and, you know, every, with every release. Uh, one thing I can say that there is some bit of information that's handled, you know, uniformly across the U.S. and Canada and other countries. Um, so, you know, as you were discussing, you had the previous uh, podcast on the harmonized tariff system. And, and one thing that, that we discussed in those previous podcasts is that the first six digits of an HS code are, are harmonized. Uh, that's where the H comes from, an HDS, uh, across the WTO and with all of the countries within the WTO. Mm-hmm. Um, so the WTO actually does work um, to update the six-digit levels uniformly across countries. But typically, the, the more difficult releases and difficult changes to process are on those uh, seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth digits. And that is where the two countries kind of handle it differently. Gotcha, as it gets so, more specific down to the country level. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, one thing that we talked about in the past, too, is that so the eighth digit would be the duty levels. Um, so that's that's the once you get to eight digits of a ten digit HS code, that's where the duty is determined, and then the ninth and tenth digits determine statistical purposes. So any changes at the ninth and tenth digit level, um, those are clearly because one of the governments are trying to learn more information about the specific commodity imports. So that's when if the U.S. or Canadian governments are making changes at the ninth and tenth digits. It means that they want to know some more information about the types of parts being brought in. Mm-hmm. So when I talked about routers up above, uh, essentially what that change amounted to was that the U.S. government who made that change wanted to know, you know, instead of this larger category of data machines, they wanted to know, 
you know, how many routers and switching apparatuses specifically are brought in each year, uh, which is really interesting. And it depends on the, the country and it depends on the political climate. It also depends on, you know, new types of technology like you were talking about before, where, when or if we see those ninth and tenth digit changes. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine, you know, we were talking about the whole intent um, with HS is, is classifying and knowing what you're paying in terms of tariffs and also for statistical data. And I would think that that statistical data really informs these discussions about what needs to be added, removed, changed, because they'll be able to track and see where there's increases, uh, reductions, and where things need to be addressed. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's also, it's the statistical data is used in a wide range of government activities um, from, you know, waiver statistics to, you know, we, what you typically would hear about is um, the, you know, the export, like if you have a surplus um, of exports or not, um, but it's used and shared across multiple government agencies um, for both governments or any governments that keep track of it. Mm-hmm. So we were discussing, you know, that there can be in Canada, there's a little bit more lead up and knowledge of what's happening in the United States. There's a little bit less. Is there a way, you know, for someone who's listening um, and they want to have their business be prepared for these changes, is there any advice that you can give in terms of how to prepare for changes to the HS or HTS? Yeah, yes, there definitely is. Um, so yeah, I guess I can go into that a little bit more. So Canada typically releases their tariff uh, about mid December. So this year, uh, CBSA has already released their tariff updates with their actually having going into effect on December 30th of this year, as opposed to early in January. Um, so anyone can go on CBSA's website and they can see the tariff as it will stand on December 30th. So the U S government uh, the U.S. government releases those on January 2nd or on January 3rd or on January 4th. Uh, and when it's released, it's immediately active. Um, so in, in terms of preparing, you know, we're left with a little bit different situation. Um, either way, for both countries, I think the, the most important thing to do to prepare would be to have a full set of all the part numbers and all of the tariff codes uh, that you are using for entry and kind of assembling a, a full list, an all-encompassing list of all of your tariff codes and part numbers. Uh, so how that would relate is that in Canada, when CBSA releases their changes, uh, you can then, you know, do a bump to see which of your, you know, what codes have been deactivated and what codes are still active, and you can then compare that against your commodity database. Um, it's, you know, once you have all of your HTS codes or HS codes in this case, because it's Canada, assembled in one place, um, that's not too hard to do to at least identify the parts that are going to require a second look. Um, once you require a second look, then you would have to look through to see if it's a one-to-one change or if it's a one, many-to-one or if it's a one-to-many change. Um, but that's kind of how you would go through there. The, the hard part would be getting the data to flag it. Right. In the U.S., yeah, in the U.S., it's, it's a little bit different. So while you still want to have, you know, your your data all set and leveled out in advance, uh, it's you don't have as much time. So for Canada, uh, an importer can spend, you know, two weeks, three weeks looking through the data, processing it, and then, you know, saying, here are the codes that I need to change um, in advance. In the U.S., 
what you're going to have to do is the same thing, but in a much quicker, you know, almost a little scrambled fashion. Once the codes are released, you're essentially going to have to, you know, process that data and immediately see and change as you go which items are affected. Okay. Yeah, that does certainly seem like a bit more of a challenge um, to be prepared in the U.S. It seems like in Canada, it's a bit more of, you know, okay, how are we going to prepare ourselves? What's going to be the impact? And, you know, leading up, whereas with the United States, it's here are the changes. What was the impact on us? Yeah. And so I guess there are a couple ways that, you know, some U.S. companies glean some information from their ABI reps. Uh, but in my instance, sometimes the information, you know, gained in advance from ABI reps ends up being incorrect. So it's caused extra work. Um, you know, so to me, for the U.S., the best way is to be prepared and to, to keep all your codes in the database and then have a, a process and a team ready to work it as soon as it's released. Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense. That's good advice. Um, so for Canada, were the changes, you know, since we do know what the changes for Canada will be, um, were they big changes this year? Yeah, surprisingly, no. Um, I, I always hope it's not going to you know, heavily <laughs> affect our clients um, because it, you know, it makes it harder on the client sometimes when we, we need more specific information on items. Uh, but in both the manufacturing and automotive industries where the majority of our clients classify items, uh, I did not see any major changes for the December 30th Canadian lease okay. release. Um, so, and, and like I said that, you know, when this goes live, CBS will still have uh, the new tariffs on their website. So if, if anyone wants to look on their own, uh, they can as well. And I'll certainly One post thing, uh, a link to uh, that in the notes for this on our website as well, if people want to look into that. Yeah. So one thing I, I can say is that typically for, for both Canada and the U.S., uh, we see a couple prevalent um, one-to-many, you know, tariff changes in each each release on January 1st. So that's why I, I say I was surprised that I didn't see any major ones for the December 30th Canadian release. Um, and I was kind of waiting for the other shooters drop while we were processing our client's information. And it was nice that it didn't. Nice. Yeah. Cause I would imagine, you know, some years are a surprise this year or this way. And some years are a surprise the other way where there will be a lot of changes. Yes, of course. And it's, it's much better to be on this side. Yes. Well, and who knows what the remainder of the year will hold as well. Uh, because you did mention that it, it does happen several times a year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for all of these changes, we will certainly be providing uh, information through our newsletter and on our website. So please uh, do check in with us if you want more information about this. If someone who is listening has a question about any of this, Chris, how can Buckland help? Oh, they, they should definitely not, you know, be left questioning on how to process and forward these changes. Uh, if they have any questions, they should reach out to customer service group, at, which is at CSA group at buckland.com. Uh, and we've got a great team there that can get them in touch with the right people internally and, and help them along with this difficult process. That's a great, uh, a great tip. And, and once again, that's CSA group 
at buckland.com. Please feel free to reach out if you have any questions about this podcast, um, about these HS and HTS updates or anything in general. Uh, Our team there is ready to help. Um, Chris, thank you so much for taking the time yet again to talk to me uh, on the podcast, uh, specifically today about HTS updates. Thank you so much. Thanks for bringing me back, Jenny. It's always fun. Uh, I'm sure I'll be back again to, to have another chat with you. Yes, I won't be letting you off the phone until we've booked our next one for sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the Beyond Borders podcast for today. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to our guest, Chris Borganis, for joining us and for sharing your expertise. If you're looking for more resources related to international trade, check out buckland.com and click the learning section across the top of the website. Here you'll find a range of resources, including learning guides, webinars, and podcasts. Our downloadable learning guides include IncoTerms charts, common trade terminology, and many more. We also host live monthly webinars, invite you to sign up to secure your spot for an informative presentation, followed by a Q&A session. The best way to keep up to date on all of these resources is through our weekly newsletter. We send out a weekly newsletter every Wednesday containing our latest resources, as well as a roundup of the latest trade news delivered right to your inbox. If you don't already receive our newsletter, you can sign up on the bottom of any page on our website. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us through our website's contact us page, through Twitter, where our handle is at Buckland Tweets, on LinkedIn, on our Buckland company page, or like we said, through CSA group at buckland.com. Thank you for listening to the Beyond Borders podcast and be sure to tune in again and subscribe for more great conversations about importing, exporting, and everything else in the world of logistics and international trade.